Okay, today's daf is daf Lamed Zion in Gittin, as we learned for four from Shalazah ben Ruma and Yosef Israel ben Chaimichal. We're down on the, uh, at the Tanner Abonan, about even with the words, uh, we learned yesterday that <clears throat> the rabbis only gave the Takana to Lazak and started Takana Prisbul, which enables you to collect the loan after Shemitah, even after the end of the Shemitah year, which normally cancels the loan. So <clears throat> that's only Elmei Takana if the borrower but if the borrower has property, because that's usually the way loans are done. If he has no property, the creditor would lend him money, uh, would lend him money. So here he says, let's say he doesn't have any. Let's say the borrower really doesn't have any cock. We learned yesterday the uh, creditor could even give him a little sliver, a piece of land or something just to be a yotze. But let's say he has no cock. But the guarantor has cock. That's good enough also. Because that's also normal. That's why you have usually an RA, because you're afraid that the borrower won't be able to pay back, so you have a guarantor. Let's say Lola Arvin, let's say neither the borrower nor the creditor nor the uh, guarantor has any karka, no karka, but somebody owes him money. The, the, the borrower, right, the borrower, you have the creditor and the borrower, the borrower doesn't have any karka, neither does his guarantor, but somebody else owes him money. Then also, because then it's like the borrower itself has the money. Let's say A owes money to B and B owes money to C. How do you take it from A and give it to C? Because A owes it to B and B owes it to C, so it's like C has a lien on it. It's a strange lotion. Give it to him that he was guilty to. In other words, that he's obligated to. So uh, since B is obligated to A, and C is obligated to B, it's like C is obligated to A also. So therefore, if C has karka, that's good enough. You could write a principle for that too. I'm, I'm sorry, if, if I said if you get an example I gave, if A has karka, and A owes money to B, and B owes money to C, then uh, C can write you can, C can write a principle for the loan that he has on B, because since A owes him money, it's as if A owes money to C. And, and he has karka. That's the point. He owes money to karka. He, has, he owes money to him, and he is the one. And if A has karka, so it's like, uh, it's, a, it's an example of where you would write a principle because the if, if the borrower doesn't have uh, karka, nor does his guarantor, but if somebody owes him money, in this case it's A, that's as if uh, the borrower himself has the karka and therefore you write a principle. It's not awesome smack in the middle of the page. So the question is, when Shemitah Minatora knocks off the loan, we learned, okay, at the time uh, when Shemitah was no egg, when Yovel was no egg, certainly it's no Raisa, but even if it's Bismanazeb, the question is, does it knock off any loan, whether it's a written loan or an oral loan? So he says, What does it mean, Bishtar, Bishtar? Only a document that has in it a lien on real property, on real estate. Bishtar Shiesh Bo Achrayis Nechasim. It has a lien with the chasm. That's a, a written one normally has that. So uh, that when we say it collects with the star, that means a star that has a, a real property as a lien. Shalobashtar, Shalobashtar doesn't mean there's really no document. There is really a document. There is an IOU, except it doesn't have any lien in there. Koshkin, Milbapeh, certainly can knock off Milbapeh. In other words, if Shemitah has the power to knock off even a loan that has real property mortgage on it, there's a lien on it, 
um, that's the star, and 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 if it does, uh, that's what I mean by bishtar. And shalom bishtar means a uh, it knocks off a, a loan that does that has is not backed by any real estate. Certainly, it can knock off an IOU, a simple IOU that has no writing at all. There's no document there at all. That's how Robin Shmuler, Rabbi Yochum, understand it differently. this: when it says that the shemitah knocks off, releases, right, cancels a loan. Bain, uh, that it says means this. Bishtar is star means a star that has no achrayis lechasim. It it's a loan that is not backed by any real estate. There's no real estate mortgage in the in the IOE, in the document. Shalobishtar means Certainly knocks that up. If a star has a lien on a real property, which is a big chiddush, as we'll see. Not we'll see. We don't hold that way at the end. Uh, he says a mil, if, if a star has an IOU, a real lien on property, it's mortgage, it's more property mortgage. In other words, I'm borrowing $1,000 and I mortgage it with, with my real estate, then Shemitah doesn't knock it off. So says Rebbech HaMeshlakesh. Tanik was Rebbech HaMeshlakesh. We even have a price like him. Shtar Chov Meshamet. Shtar Chov can be canceled. If it is real estate, lien, mortgage, and the, in the loan, then Shemitah does not release the loan. Tanidach, another bridesmaid like this, Simlo Sadachas. Let's say Balbasa in the IOE said, listen, I'm going to guarantee with this particular piece of land and I'm detailing the, the uh, delineating the land, showing exactly what it is. And another bride also said, if you have an exact piece of land that it's uh, that the uh, loan is mortgaged to, then uh, Shemitah's not going to blow. Oh, not only that, not only if you have a if you specify the land. Now, if you call even if he doesn't write, I'm mortgaging. Normally with a loan, it's mortgage, like you mortgage your house, so it does this particular house. Here he says, even if you uh, mortgage all your assets, all my assets are are, guaranteed, are, are obligated and guaranteed, and a mishamet, okay? The Shemitah uh, does not knock it off because you've guaranteed it with your with your real estate, with your assets. So that's how we see a Shlakesh, which means that Shemitah does not knock off real mortgages, according to this. Oh, Okay, so uh, it's not clear, right? We just says Shemitah Tishmutana Tashta. We don't really know. I mean, the, the Pasuk doesn't say which one it is. It's up to the rabbis to explain when the Torah says that Shemitah is Mishameh, which kind of loans? Is it a, a, an a IOU, an oral loan? That for sure. A document that uh, it's written down, but there's nothing more. It could be that it's, if it, as far as that, if it's, as we'll see, if it's more, if you have a particular piece of land that's mortgaged to it, it's like the loan is paid back already. So therefore, it's not like you have to come and collect it. It's like it's paid back. That's the svara for this. As we'll see in a case where you have a, where you have where you gave a mashkam and you gave a real collateral for it. Fine, but we're going to see that's not the halacha. That we're going to see in a minute that Rabbi uh, Yehoshua said that there were brises that way too. But we're going to see it come out at the end and see see from the Ram and also. A star that has even a star that has a lien on it, still Shemitah will take that off because Torah says all loans are canceled by Shemitah. Here's a story. Craven Dervasi, the relative of Vasi, uh, they had a loan that was outstanding. Rashi says that um, uh, that he was the Malva, uh, that the, the relative of Vasi was the Malva. And he had an IOU in there that was written with a mortgage, a property. Also, came before Ravasi. This relative came before Ravasi. Omelay, Mishamet, Mishamet. Does Shemitah take it off? In other words, it's the end of Shemitah has happened. The end of the seventh year passed by. This Shemitah, is it, is it canceled or not? Omelay, Mishamet. 
No, he has a Christ, a chasm in there. So he told him, Rossi said, it's uh, not knocked off. You can still collect. Shafke, he left him, Rossi came for, for a Yochan. I don't know why he left him, he came for a Yochan. Maybe because he felt that uh, he couldn't get a sock from his own relative and he couldn't rely on this. He came for a Yochan. I'm Mishame. So he told him that it does knock off. Even though there's a lien of mortgage in there, the loan is, is released, is canceled. Asravasi, Sravasi came, he heard that what Rabbi Yochanan said came for Rabbi Yochanan. Amalei Mishamana and Mishamana, Amalei Mishamana. He says, it says, it says, but you just said, Rabbi Yochanan Mishlaki said that if there's a mortgage, if, if the IOU has a mortgage in there for real estate, that the, the loan's not canceled. Amalei Bechi Mepnesh Anamidamim. We had this far before. Just because I estimate and I, uh, I think uh, that that should be the halacha. Uh, because it's like it's like NASA Miser, we're going to pass in that way. Not going to pass in that way. In other words, um, not going to knock off the loan, right? And I, I, I'm not going to. What happened over here is the Torah says that Shemitah knocks off the loan. So the borrower doesn't have to pay back. Now I say, uh, I say, yeah, but if it's written, if there's a lien of mortgage in there, it's sort of like it's been paid back. So he shouldn't be able to, he shouldn't. So, so, it, so therefore, he should be able to collect. The answer is, I'm not sure about it. Motsu Mechavero Haraya. When we have a question, we take money from somebody, right? The one who wants to take the money, the one who's muhsik, the one who's holding the money, he's got the stronger hand. The one who wants to take it away has to make a proof. It's just because Nasa Misa, I'm not going to do that. And therefore, I'd rather say that the loan is canceled. I'm not going to make the borrower pay back. I think that it should be that he shouldn't have to pay it back, uh, uh, right? I, I, I mean, I'm saying, I think it should be that he should pay it back because it's mortgage. So it's like it's collected already. That's what I think. But the fact is, uh, I'm not going to pass in that way. So uh, that's what I think. I asked if you ask me as far, I will tell you that it's like it's collected already and you have to pay back. But I'm not going to pass in that way. So I'm not going to not I'm not going to take it away from him. So therefore, he pass in no, that the, that the loan is canceled. We have a price like you, that if there's an, if the IOU has a lien of mortgage in the IOU, um, it's it's like it's collected and, and you could collect that loan even after Shemitah was over. By the time you come out, we had this Shami back in Sota, where let's say you had to bring the, the woman to drink the, the main marm, and on the way before that she got to drink, the husband died. So what do you do in a case like that? So they so they say the Shami says they get the ksuba and they don't drink, right? They get the they get the ksuba. Why? It hasn't been collected yet. Maybe she's not entitled to it. But a star she has a ksuba that's that's ready to be uh, collected to collect with that uh, with that document. It's as if it's collected already. So maybe that maybe that price it goes like Mishami said that since the mortgage the IOU has a mortgage in it a real estate, so it's like it's collected already. But we don't pass in that way. In other words, we're passing that Shemitah knocks off any loan, any regular loan. Whether it's a milvah pet, whether it's a milvah without a lien of property, whether it's a mishtar with property, still um, uh, shemitah cancels it. When doesn't shemitah cancel? We'll see that in a minute. Tanan no, also, we learn like this: a malva mos alamashkon. Let's say he gave him collateral. I don't have an IOU, a piece of paper. What is a what is a mortgage? You go to the bank, give you a mortgage. You, you, it's like an IOU. You you sign, you owe them money. And you guarantee it with your house, right? That's your guarantee with real estate. Do they take anything? No. All they got is paper, right? They just got a paper. That would be canceled by by uh, by Shemitah, basically. That would be canceled by Shemitah. Unless you have a principal, the Shemitah would cancel it. But let's say they took a mashkin. I borrowed money from you. 
and I gave you a silver bar, a gold bar. I bought a thousand dollars and I gave you a gold bar, which is worth a thousand dollars. Hold on to it until I pay you back. Now, since you're holding the bar in your hand, it's like you've collected it already. Then Shemitah would knock that off. That's what he says here. Or a Moses shows the best, or you gave your star to best, and that's like a bruise bowl. And a Mishamtan. Shemitah does not, not, does not release those loans. So Mishlam, a Moses shows the best. I understand the top silo. Best is holding on to the loans. You're no longer claiming it. You're not grabbing it from them. Bezin's holding, Bezin's holding on to it. And they're like, she says, Hefker, Bezin, Hefker. They could decide who the money belongs to. So they could say that, uh, you know, even though Shemitah, Bechari cancels it, but we're collecting it. It's not, you're not over in Lo Yigos. Rashi says, and Bezin could say the money belongs to us or take it away from this person, give it to that person. Like we saw yesterday, that Hefker, Bezin, Hefker. Right, so Bishlam of Moshe shows the best in Tafsu Beidina. What's the reason why if you loan something and you give collateral for it, that Shemitah doesn't knock that off? Right, that doesn't knock that off. Right, Omer Mishum the toughest slave because he's holding on to it. I'm holding on. You're, I, I, I borrowed a thousand dollars from you and I gave you my gold bar. You're holding on to that bar, so it's like you're, you're it's like you already collected. So let's say I borrowed a thousand dollars from you. And you're living in my chaser. Does that also mean that you you own my chaser now? You 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 held you held on to it. How does that work? Um, right? That does that. It's also but also if you if you live in my chaser. So you're saying since you're grabbing onto it, it's like you've collected. Would you say that's the same thing? Not a case of a gold bar. I didn't give you my gold bar, but you're living in my chaser. It's also like you collected it. Hachanami says Lo Misham. Also, there Shmuit uh, would not cancel a loan because you're holding on to it. I'm laying on shiny mashkin. It's different from the mashkin of metalkin, like this gold bar that you're holding on to. The kanile, you acquire it based on How do we know that the creditor who has collateral in his hand, it's as if he acquired it? says Remember, you take a you take a pledge, a collateral from mana, or blanket, or a pillow, whatever, and you take that from her and. If you give it back to her at night for her to use because she needs it, right? So you give back to her and it says, that'll be like charity on your part. Why is it charity? If I give you something which is not mine, which is yours, why is that charity? The answer is it's considered like it's mine. I get credit for it like charity. In Anacone, if I don't acquire it, why is that stuck? If I give something that's of mine, that's charity. If I give something that's not mine, that's not charity. Here you see that the the creditor, acquires the collateral. So therefore, as opposed to an IOU, even an IOU that has a lien of mortgage in it, no, that's not collected. We don't know by Shami that a, that a document which which stands to be collected is like it's collected. Therefore, Shemitah would knock that off if you don't have a principle, right? But uh, a mashkam, even without a principle, helps. If I if I gave you a, a gold bar for the thousand dollars that you lent me, and you're holding on to that gold bar, it's like you collected it already. And therefore, this uh, uh, Shemitah would not knock that off. Would not. Knock that loan off, even if there was no approval. Not awesome. We learned there. Where is that in Shvius? A master chovlech If you were, if you let's say you want to pay back your loan, and it's after Shvius. He says b'Shvius. He really means like Rosh says at the end of Shvius, because in the middle of the Shvius year, it hasn't happened. Shmita only knocks off the loan, cancels the loan at the end of Shmita, at the end, the last day of the year after after the Shmita is over. Meaning on Rosh Hashanah, when the new year begins, then the loan's canceled. But until the end of the year, the loan isn't canceled. It's not like the Shemitah for crops where the whole year you can't plant. Shemitah's stuff is at the very end of the year. That's how we pass them. So let's say Shemitah's over. 
the year's over. It's now Rosh Hashanah. It's a Tzom Gedalia. And the borrower comes to pay back the loan. He says, you know, I, I know the Shemitah. I want to pay it back anyway. You know, I want to be, I want to do what's right. I took the money from the guy. I'd like to pay it back. The creditor has to say, I release the loan. He has to say, you know, it's released. He has, he has to say those words. If the borrower says, well, even so, I'd like to pay it anyway. I know you've released it, but I, I want to be a mensch. I want to pay it back anyway. He complimented is teaching us that you have to say Shemitah. In other words, that the creditor has to say, you want to pay it back? You should know that I'm, the loan is released. Because Shemitah is passed, the loan is released. We're of course talking about what you don't have a crucible. You could pressure him until he says it, like hang him up. You know, the creditor could tell the the borrower, you know, like I'm, you know, can hold him, hold him up, like hold him up by his shirt, you know, hang him up and say, uh, don't you want to uh, pay it anyway? Like, you know, I have an obligation to say that it's released, but don't you really want to pay me? The guns here, head, you could you do you could do that. What do you mean? You can even do that. When he gives him the money, the borrower shouldn't say, I'm paying back my loan. The truth is, it's, it's really my money. I'd like to give you a gift. Uh, right? So the point is, it sounds like the borrower has to come forth and say, oh, despite the fact, I don't really owe you the money. I want to pay. Not that the credit can force It's like, when he means that also, he's, the creditor can pressure him and hang him up until he says, yeah, I'd like to give it of my own free will. Abba Barmarsa, Davi Abramunyim. That was his name. He had two names. Abba Barmarsa, Davi Abramunyim. Maybe Martha was his mother and Abramunyim was his father. Anyway, Abba Masak Rabba He owed Rabba some money. He owed Rabba, who was a great rabbi. Rabba was the teacher of Abai and Rabba. And he raised a bias we had in many places. So he owed Rabba some money. I similarly, so this Abba came to pay him back, meaning at the end of the Shemitah year. Rabba said the rule. What's the rule? The creditor is supposed to say, it's released. You know, it's released, right? So uh, this Abba, okay, said, okay, it's released. Good. I turned around, turned around, and went home. Uh, Abai came as a student of Rabba. He learned in Rabba's house. He saw that Rabba was very sad. Why you said, this is the story. The guy owed me money. I did the right thing. I said, I'm released. He didn't say, despite that, I'd like to give you a gift. I'd like to pay. He didn't say that. So I, I lost my money. So Abai went to this Abba and he said, I'm this lady, Susie Lamar. Did you pay him? Did you pay Rabba the money you owed him? What did he tell you? Rabba said, I release you from the loan. Did you tell him, even so? I'd like to pay it anyway. Amalei lo, I didn't tell him that. He, he released me to loan. I took him at his word and I went home. Amalei, be Amalei, had you told him that, Afal Pikain, had you told him even so, I'd like to pay, Avishiklimi, he would have taken the money from you. So therefore, go back now. Hashtamiyas, go back. I'm Pinale, go pay him back. But Amalei, and tell him, Afal Pikain, even though you, you released me, I'd like to pay it anyway as a gift. Uzzle went and paid. I'm Pinale, and he paid him. Amalei, Afal Pikain, he said, even he gave him the money, he said, even though, you release me, I still want to pay you anyway. Shaykh Lemay took the money from him. Omar. Rabba said about that person, presumably he said it to himself, this guy had no brains originally. And as he's a student, he should have known. You're supposed, I'm supposed to release you, and you're supposed to say, even though you release me, I'd like to pay you anyway. Did this, why didn't he write it? Yeah, why didn't uh, he write it? Yeah. 
So, it, so very good. It could be that um, that's a good question. Why didn't he write himself a prosbul? Um, maybe there was nobody to give it over to. There was no person. That's a good question. Why didn't he write a prosbul? But apparently he didn't write a prosbul. For whatever reason, he didn't write a prosbul. He should write a prosbul, but he didn't. And Lachari was after the Takana. Maybe he was in a place where you know it wasn't a proper bezin. I don't know. Good point. Good question. Pardon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen A person's believed to say, you know, when you come to get the law and comes to business, I like to collect. Well, it's past Shemitah. I had a prusbal, I lost it. He's allowed, he's believed that. Why? My time, he came to King Rabban and Prusbal. Since the Rabban gave you a legal way to collect, even after the Shemitah, why would you not do it? Why wouldn't you take advantage of it? What are you going to do? Wait till after Shemitah's over and then try to say, uh, I lost it? You know, uh, the, 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 you know, you believe to say you lost it. Why would you? Why would you do that? In other words, why would you lie? Just, just get a prisbal. In other words, a person wouldn't lie to say, I had one and I lost it, because why wouldn't you get one? Just go get one. Like you say, Robert could have done one, could have gotten one himself. Can you go to one prisbal? Moshe Feinstein says from here also, today when you have a, uh, you can't pay back a loan, you know, with interest today, unless you had a heteriska. Is a person believed to say, I had a heteriska? Also, because why wouldn't you do it? If you have to, if the only way that you could uh, borrow money or lend money is with interest today, because otherwise you're not gonna, nobody's going to lend you money for no interest. So you do it with a heteriska. So you're believed to say, I had an heteriska, I lost it, I dropped it, I lost it, I fell some because why wouldn't you do it? If, if there's an illegal way to do it, why would you do it in a legal way and say, I, I oh, I had one, I didn't lose, I, and I lost it. Uh, he's believed to say he, believed he lost it because why wouldn't he take advantage of it? If he has a way out, he could have done the prosbol, so he should. So he's probably telling you the truth when he says, "I had it and I lost it." Even to get rabbi prosbol, shavik katev, you say you're not going to do something which is mutter. You you had a legal way to do it, and why would you do it without one? So therefore, he also came to rabbi. He came for rabbi on a lay. Made a prosbol, and he would tell people uh, they came for rabbi to collect the loan. He says, "Where's you have an IU? Where's the prosbol? Wasn't there a prosbol?" It's like you give an opening to a dumb person, a person who can't speak. In other words. You you help him out. He came here and he didn't have a, didn't you have a principal? And he says, Oh yeah, I have one. I lost it. You believe him because why wouldn't he take advantage of it? Why 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 not bother? Good point about why didn't Rabbi have one. Tanan the chaim balchov shemotzi shtar chov Now we have a price that says otherwise. Bryce says if a creditor comes and he brings a shtar chov, the guy owes me money and it's no principal. I really party shouldn't pay it. Why don't you say also? What do you mean you shouldn't pay it? Why don't you assume he had a principle? Tell him, didn't you have one and you lost it? We would believe it. Smash me if you didn't have a principle. You don't. So the more attack is that's a machlokis tanam. The tanya motzi shtachov. So you have to have a principle. Chomrom enetzor. You don't have to have a principle. He's believed to say I lost it. So that's a question. Once you make the rule about principle, do you say like Rav Nachman that a person is believed to say he had it, he lost it? Because why wouldn't you do it? It doesn't cost anything, right? Just give a principle and you'll be able to collect the loan. So uh, he's probably believed to say I had one and I lost one. And you don't say like the Tanakami here, who says that um, without a principle, you can't collect. Now, and then Mishnah goes on to talking about Avodim now, as we'll see, about uh, this Evet Shenishba, an Evet that was taken at the Kepteri. You had an Evet Kanani. A Jew had an Evet Kanani. He's allowed to have an Evet Kanani. 
and it was, it was taken captive by the goyim, by the, by the idolaters, Upadu, and another Jew ransomed him. And another Jew ransomed him. Now, there's a mitzvah to ransom somebody who's taken into captivity. That's by a Jew. If a Jew is taken captivity, it's a mitzvah ransom. Is there a mitzvah to ransom an Ebed Kanani who also has some mitzvahs or not? That we'll see is the discussion here. So Ebed Shanishba Upadu, and uh, Ruvain, Ruvain was the, was the master. He owned this Ebed, and he was taken into captivity by Goyim. And Shimon came along and ransomed him. If he was ransomed to be an Ebed, Right, for Shimon, then he can be enslaved by Shimon. So we'll, assume it's, we'll see if it's from Shimon or Ruben, it, who, who he's going to be enslaved to. In the Shimon heart, if he ransomed him in order to be free, <coughs> because as we'll see, he thought he thought that he's ransoming him to be free. That, that it's a mitzvah. I'm ransoming him to be free, so he'll be a free man of all the mitzvahs. Lo yishtab, but then you shouldn't enslave him. In other words, the evidence should go free. That's what the Tanakh comes of. Shimon says, either way, he can be enslaved. We'll see by enslaved by, by Reuben, the original owner. My skin, what's the case over here? If Reuben, who was the original owner, did not give up on his ownership, he didn't abandon him. If it's before Yish, the Shum ben Choron and why do you say that if you ransomed him for being ben Choron, he shouldn't uh, enslave him? Why? Reuben still owns him. Reuben never gave up on him. The guy that was taken captive by the guy, he stole him from me. I never gave up on him. He's mine. So, so we say, if he was ransomed to be a free man, he shouldn't enslave him. Why not? He belongs to Reuben. Elah, he must be speaking about after Yish, Reuben gave up on him. So the Shemeved and Mayishtabed, if, if um, Shimon ransomed him in order to be an Ebed, then he should be enslaved to Shimon? Why? Uh, uh, he gave up on him. Or, or the Shemeved, why should he be Mishabed to, to Reuben, right? So we'll see who we're talking about in a minute. So uh, why should he be enslaved at all? Elach, if he was ransomed after he gave up, why should he be, if he gave up on him, why should he be enslaved at all? So Abayah, there's two ways to learn, Abayah and Rava. Abayah says, we're speaking about four ran, four ruin ransomed up. Okay, he didn't give up on it. So he said, if he ransomed him to be an Ebed, you know, maybe he ransomed him to be an Ebed for himself, for, for Shimon, but he still belongs to Ruben. How did, how did Shimon take it away from Ruben? Sure, you did a nice mitzvah, you, uh, you ransomed him, but he still belongs to Ruben. So, if he ransomed him to be a free man, again, why should he, says, he shouldn't be enslaved. Why not? He still belongs to Ruben. He shouldn't be enslaved at all. Shimon redeemed him to be a free man. So Shimon, Shimon certainly can't enslave him. He redeemed him for the purpose of being a free man, right? To be a, to have all the mitzvahs. The rabbi reached an but he shouldn't even be enslaved to his first one, even though he didn't give up on him yet. Why? Because if he's going to be enslaved, nobody will redeem him. In other words, if he's, he's a half Jew, right? He's an Ebed Kanani. So an Ebed Ivory or a regular Jewish person, if he's taken into captivity, it's a misfit to redeem him, to ransom him. But over here, if you're going to say that when you ransom him, he's anyway going to be an Ebed, people maybe will say, I don't want to, what, what's the point? It's not a mitzvah over here. People will, people will refrain from, from, um, from redeeming him. So they're from ransoming him. So therefore we say that if you redeem him to be a free person, okay, the, and, and the, the, uh, he, he can't go back to the second guy because, uh, I mean, he'd be a free person. The second, he doesn't belong to, 
um uh if he did what where we say that um low you shabba low robbers if he bring the shaman the robber shaney because he redeemed to be a free man and even to the first robber to ruvain to the original owner why shouldn't he go back to him just because you redeemed him to be a free man what does that what does that mean he's still it's still owned by ruvain the answer is made xavier because otherwise nobody will redeem him so therefore, because they're afraid of, why should I redeem him? He's going to be a slave anyway. So mitzvah, and therefore we said that if you redeem to be a free man, he shouldn't be enslaved by either one. If you redeem to be an Eved, okay, fine. So he goes to, uh, to Rav Arishon. He goes back. Uh, he, if you redeem to be, to be an Eved, if you did that already, so he's Meshubal. Again, he says, neither one. What does Rav Aliyah say? Either way, he's enslaved. He says, no, nobody's going to refrain from redeeming him just because he's an Evikani. Evikani also has mitzvahs, just like it's a mitzvah too. And just like it's a mitzvah to redeem a Jewish person, it's a mitzvah to redeem an Evikani too. So they won't refrain from doing it. So again, if you redeemed him to be a uh, an, um, an, an Eved, uh, if you redeemed him before Yish, and you redeemed him to be an Eved, so he certainly uh, he goes back to Reuben. And even if you redeemed him to be a free man, he still is enslaved by Reuben. Reuben owns him, right? Reuben owns him. You can't you can't free him based on that. You did a mitzvah, but he still belongs to Reuben. That's all Abayah learns, because Abayah says it's all speaking about before Yish. Reuben never gave up on him. Reuben says, yish. Reuben gave up on his ownership. He abandoned him because he gave up. He said, the going took him. If you therefore, if <coughs> Shimon redeemed him, ransomed him to be an Evet, then he's goes to he goes to Rabosheni. Why? We'll see why. How did he acquire him? He acquired him from the guy, right? He paid for him. Why? Because Reuben gave up on him. So if Shimon, if Reuben gave up on him, Shimon redeemed him from the guy, he belongs to Shimon to be redeemed to be a slave. If he redeemed to be a free man. Then he shouldn't be. He shouldn't go back to the first master or to Reuben or Shimon. Why? The Rabbi Shani Lo Doshimen Chor. He redeemed to be a free man. He redeemed to be a free man. The Rabbi Rishon Ami Lo Dalach Yish. After years. So if he redeemed to be a free man, if Shimon redeemed to be a free man, well, Shimon doesn't want to enslave him. He said, "I'm redeeming him to be a free man," and he doesn't go back to Reuben. Reuben gave up on him. Shimon says, "Bank after bank, he said, either way, he could be enslaved by Reuben. Why? Why? Reuben gave up on him, right?" Why do we say that either way Reuben can enslave him? Very simple. You know, it's one thing for going to come in and steal your stuff. It's another thing for an Evid to run away. It's easy for him to run away. So a guy, I think about it. The Evid will say, why should I be working for Reuben? Let me go, uh, let me go run to the, uh, to the guy. I'll, I'll give myself up to the guy. Some Jew will redeem me. Either he'll redeem me a free man, so I'm better off. And if he doesn't redeem me uh, to be a free man, redeem me a slave, I'm no worse off than I am now, right? Maybe maybe he'll be a nicer uh, a nicer master than this guy, so I've got nothing to lose. So everybody, every slave is going to run away, right? If you say that he redeemed him, right? So so, so uh, either way, Shemuel says, They said that. Why do we say that if you uh, otherwise every slave will just run away and he'll give himself up, he'll give himself up to the Goyim and figure I'll I'll get away with this. So if man at the corner know <laughs> that either way he goes back to to the first master to Ruvain, <coughs> even though Ruvain abandoned him because he gave up because he thought he wouldn't get him back. Mace 
said to the rabbi, change from mitzvah to This is as far we had in Abaye. <coughs> Just like as a mitzvah to, <coughs> to redeem a free man, a regular Jew. Yeah, he's just saying he's got nothing to lose, right? I think he's got nothing to lose because <coughs> he knows that the Jews always redeem the slaves. So he figures, I'm no worse off than I am now. No, Somebody but if he's will... going back to the guy, he's not going to get, uh, he's going to get it worse. I don't understand. What, what, what's going to be worse? If he, if he, let's say the guy escapes. He says, where is he going to run to? He's going to run to another jid? He's going run... to he's going to run to a guy. And, and he so hopes that he gets this, as he goes, he hopes that he gets uh, freed. He, he hopes that he, he, oh, he assumes, okay. he assumes they'll get free because, because the Jews always yeah. redeem, always redeem their own, including yeah. the yeah. economy. Yeah. So he figures if he redeems me to be a free man, it's even better. I, I yeah. got my freedom. If he redeems me to be a slave, no worse off than I am now. That's why he would run away. So now the more either way. So that's as far according to Abaye. Abaye says that the whole case is four years. What do we say? That Shemuel said, oh, before years, uh, he goes back, if you redeem them to be an Eved, right, goes back to Ruvain. And if you redeem them, you shouldn't, uh, the Tanakhama said, you shouldn't redeem him, uh, he shouldn't uh, be enslaved to either one. The Rabbi Shani because he redeemed to be a free man, and to Rabbi Rishon also because otherwise people won't redeem him. Uh, but people say, Why should I redeem him a slave if he's going to be a slave? It's no mitzvah. So uh, Rabbi Shimuel says, No, it's a mitzvah to be a free, a free uh, to, to redeem even a slave. So this makes sense according to Bayer. Shimuel's retort to the Rabbanan, you say that what you say that uh, the reason why if you redeem him to be, we're talking about before Yish. So if, if, if he redeemed to be a slave, certainly he goes back to Ruben. Even if he redeemed to be a free man, though uh, uh, the Tanakhama said, he, he, nobody, should take, nobody should take him. Shimon certainly redeemed them to be a free man, so he should be free. And he shouldn't go back to Ruben, even though it was before Yish, because otherwise people will refrain from, uh, from redeeming slaves. Shemuel says, no, there's a mitzvah either way. So they won't refrain, and it's before Yish. Therefore, he goes back to Ruvain. That's what the Shemuel says. Makes sense what Shemuel says. You're shamed. If it's Lachish, he gave up. In other words, Ruvain gave up on him. It's not because it's a shame that he goes back to Ruvain. The reason is because of Chizkiah, the reason which is so the special Takana that slaves shouldn't go run away, give themselves up to the Goyim in order to get out of uh, their bondage to, their, to, to Ruvain. So that's the reason why, not because of this svara. So according to this brisa, Rav Shemuel says the reason of Abaye. So Abaye makes sense, but Rav doesn't make sense. Amalecha. So Rav will answer. Amalecha Rav. Shemuel la He didn't know what the chum meant, and he wasn't sure if to talk before years or after. If you talk about before years, come So if you say that the case, what that if you redeemed him. Uh, for to be a better nobody should he shouldn't be enslaved by either one. If it's before Yish, Hainu Kashem. That's now I'm giving you the Swara. But uh, if, if it's before Yish, you should go back to the first uh, to the first master, to Rubain. You tell me because uh, no, he shouldn't go back, otherwise people will what, redeem him. No, they will. Just like it's a mitzvah to redeem a Jewish person, so it's a mitzvah to redeem a Yavikani. And if you talk about after Yish Kamiso, then I'll tell you like Kiskia. If it's after Yish, and Reuben has given up on him. I still say he goes back to 
Reuben because of the reason of Chizkiah, because otherwise slaves will go and give themselves up to the Goyim. So to keep that from happening, we say he always has to go back to Reuben. According to Rabbo, it says that it's speaking of Achish, and and he goes back to the second master again. When he, if he if he uh, if he goes if it's after Yish and he redeemed them to be a slave, he goes to the second master. Rabbo Shani Ma'akana, who did he acquire him from? Bishavoy, from the captors, from the goyim. Shavoy Guf Ma'akana, how did they acquire him? Ain Kanale Lemaisiyada. Even though they can't acquire an Ebedkani, uh, own him Guf, he owned them for his work. He owns his work, his work product is on How do we know that a guy can acquire another guy? At this point, he, the Abitrani is like a guy. So he says, How do you know you can acquire him to be for his work? You Jews, you can acquire Goyim from like Toshavim, the ones who live it, the ones who keep Zion Nitzvah and Eretz Israel. You can acquire them. What does it mean? You can acquire from them. So that Rosh is Atom Kahneman, you can buy of them below him. Their Goyim cannot buy Jews. Goyim cannot own Jews, own Jews. Uh, below him comes, I'm saying, they also cannot acquire one another. So the Gemara says, you might think that they can't acquire one another. What, is it? what do you mean, you can't? You said, you said they actually can't acquire. Then, so what do you mean, maybe you think you can? They can't acquire Jews. Goyim can't acquire Jews. They can't own a Jew. And they can't acquire one another. They can't own him. But you might think that they can't acquire one another, even for his work product, for his first for own his work product. If an Avikham can own Israel for his work product, right? As we see that in Sukkim in, in, uh, in uh, Yidra, where it talks about that if you're sold for your work, they should be told to you, etc. If a guy can own a Jew for his work, certainly can own a, a guy. So maybe that's only if he buys him with money, because Goy can only acquire with money. A Jew can, can acquire something with a chazaka, showing ownership, uh, showing proprietary ownership by making some Kenyan. But uh, over here, how did he acquire this? Maybe with money. We have a cloud. were conquered by Sichon. And from then, the Jews were able to acquire him from Sichon. Now, they couldn't drive directly from Amunamov, but from Sichon. How did Sichon acquire Amunamov? By Chazaka, by showing ownership, by taking over the land and showing Chazaka. So you see that a guy could also make a Chazaka. That's fine, but a guy can acquire from another guy with Chazaka. How do we know that another guy can acquire Yisrael when he acquires them for his work product? He doesn't own the body, you know. Talmud Sivit says, this week's Parsha, Kukas, by Yishbi and he, he took captive from him, and he owned him that way. So a, so a guy can own a Jew for his work product. So again, the question was, how did the uh, Shimon acquire, uh, acquire the Abitnani? Uh, so he acquired him from the captives, right, from Shroy. How did they acquire him? They acquired him from Isiotov, as we've explained. They can't acquire, a guy can't acquire another, another guy or a Jew for sure for his group, but he could acquire him for his work product. And that's what he kept her. He got from his work, he didn't really own his body. He owned uh, just his work product. All right, we'll pick up here tomorrow's ship from Omar Shaman Bar Abba Marbiel. Have a good day.